Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast, and what do you know, it's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 57 on Sunday the 24th of October. Mike? Hello! <laughs> for our audio-only listeners, Mike is uh, he's wearing a mouse hat, or I don't even know what Mouse, it is. It's a mouse pad. It's, it's a mouse a cat, pad shape it's of a, cat, a hat. It's a cat mouse pad. It's, it's a, a cat, cat pad. pad. A cat pad, yes. <laughs> and Swinney, I did like how you guys synced up at the exact same moment to say cat pad. <laughs> Swinney? <laughs> Hello. Hello, hello. And in this week's show, we'll be discussing Stardew Valley's creator's new next game, which I totally butchered, Swinney, with your rendition of what you wrote. Is the GTA Definitive Edition trilogy too expensive? Impressions of the last Smash DLC character, Sora, from Kingdom Hearts, and our review of the quirky sci-fi horror RPG Echo Generation. As always, if you want to check us out, hit us up on Bigwig Pod. We are on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Subscribe there. Check us out there. Um, and Swinney, there's some hype. Something coming up soon. Yes, I put it in here um, without telling anyone, but I, I plan on at some point doing a Chemco RPG tier list. <laughs> I've already prepared, Exciting. Pre- prepared everything. I'm waiting for the next game to come out, and I'm going to do it potentially at the end of the year, maybe. But oh, at the end I, of the year, this is this is this is long-term hype going no, on. No, no, yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm just hyping it up. I'm just hyping it up. Okay, fair enough. We may enough. not actually do it as part of the show. It might be its own feature. We'll see. I don't oh. think the regular podcast listeners appreciate forty minutes no, talking about Kim right. Hey, hey, hey! If you if you're part of this, you're part of everything. There's there's okay. no choosing here. You got to take us at our worst I, if you want us at our best. I also like how I completely left in uh, the note about the GTA Definitive Edition in the intro. So, Mike, you definitely have to bring it up when uh, it gets to talking about uh, yeah. your intro for the uh, the week. Because oh, otherwise, well, that, that, we've, talked, we've said we've talked about it. <laughs> that's, that's a good segue. So, maybe let's jump into what we've been playing this week or what you want to talk about, Mike. <laughs> so, what I've been uh, watching on the internet? <laughs> yeah has been a bunch of news about uh, about the GTA trilogy. Well, it's the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Oh, is it? It's a, it's a bit of a mouthful uh, of, of what it is. But anyway, it's coming out on, um, I think, all the, the current gens, so PS5, Series X, Series S, uh, PC, and Switch, of course. And it's on Game Pass for Xbox as well as PlayStation Now. Now. Yeah. Which can so you get? I don't know if you actually can meow. get that in. Oh, huh? Jesus. <laughs> okay. Can't get it on what? Mainly an audio podcast, but Mike just uh, had his mouse pad, which is looks like a cat. It is quite amusing. It is a cat. It's, it's really cute. Look, and yeah, he said pause. PlayStation Meow. Well, you People heard that can't see if you're listening to the audio anyway. podcast. Yes. To be clear, we're not doing so, a new segment on it. Otherwise, we would actually have notes about like what this thing is. I, I think we notes. just... I think, well... We should have done a segment then. No, well, the, what's your opinion on it, Mike? Yeah, I think the idea is we okay. just want to see <laughs> is it actually worth ninety Australian dollars? I think that's right. The idea. So, opinions. So, I think people first of all need to have expectations about what this is and isn't. It's not a remake. <laughs> yeah, it's a correct. remaster. Correct. 
No, but I think that's important. It's an important distinction because I think some people were expecting a whole new three games packed into one giant map. I don't know what people even expected, mm. which, you know, whatever. I guess, to be fair, Rockstar didn't really give that much out. But it, it is just a remaster of the originals. And when I saw it, I, I, I was actually impressed. So running on Unreal Engine, lighting looked really cool, character models were improved. Um, it just the whole thing actually looked really, really cool. Like it would work pretty well on a modern TV. And uh, I, was, I was helping my parents move this weekend and I actually ended up moving my old CRT TV. Not the little oh, one that I spoke cool. about last time, the 34-inch, but like a slightly bigger 50 centimetres or something. 34 so, centimetres. Sorry, 34 surely, centimetres. Yeah, yeah. It's like a 50-something centimetre instead. <laughs> it's still tiny as. And I actually moved one of my old 19-inch uh, computer monitors as well. But anyway, I digress. So it'd be really cool to have the old game running at the same time on all that hard old tech, including my old TV, yeah. while also checking it out, what it's like with, with the remake side by side. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I think, I think I'm going to try it out. Or you could do a real hipster uh, thing and pipe in the next-gen version, the version that you were talking about, onto a CRT. Onto a CRT, yeah. man. That would actually be really sick. <laughs> I might have to try that. It's like dividing by zero. You just don't do that. It's just wrong. <laughs> no, you do not. That's, that's, a, probably, that's a whole new yeah. thing that people are doing at the moment, <laughs> getting modern games so, and playing it on CRTs. So, Mike, the answer to the question, is it worth <laughs> is it $90? Worth it? No, I reckon it isn't. I mean, this is for for real diehard fans. I, I think they've... So they've modernized the contro- controls. They've modernized a lot of things to to work in, you know, this day and age as to what people expect from those kind of games because the originals are probably a little clunky if you were to play them now as is. But I think people that are new to this series, 90 bucks is a bit steep. Yes, there's a lot of content, but I don't know if they're going to stick around to play all three games for 90 bucks. So really, this, this feels like it's more targeted towards GTA fans that grew up with those games, that enjoyed them and want to get a refresh of it. But 90 bucks, that seems really, really steep. Mm. I mean, I know a, lo- a lot of effort clearly has gone into redoing all three games, but 90 bucks is a bit, it's a bit pricey, I think. Not a, not a lot of people are going to get it compared to, say, if it was, I don't know, 60 bucks or something. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah what do you guys like, think? You know, I, it's very steep, obviously, but, I, you know, I'm probably more thinking of it from a business perspective. I feel like people who are on the fence about GTA 3 then it's not going to be a, you know, like one way or the other, whether they buy it or not. They get, you know, they either really want to get it or don't. I don't think pricing it at 60 Australian dollars is going to bring in a bunch of people, honestly. Like, I think, you know, those type of people want to play GTA 5. And the thing is, you know, GTA 5 runs on the PS3. So, you know, like if you think about the Switch example, they could get GTA 5 on the Switch, which I think would have way bigger impact than GTA 3 Trilogy. Hmm. Um it's interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing the Switch port. But having said that, I just never get into GTA. Like, I've got GTA 4 and 5. I just never... Like, I tried to play them, but... Mm. I don't know. It just never clicks with me, those games. I don't know. I'm in the vast minority there, given everyone else. But how about you, Swinny? Final say. Look, I'm one of the sad poor bastards that bought San Andreas on the Xbox 360 when they released <laughs> that digitally, and it ended up being... Horrible port of the mobile version of San Andreas. Oh, so, heard, yeah, I'm still burnt from like, that. Mm. This looks way better than anything like that. Um, I still think ninety dollars is is a bit steep, but people will pay it. So I think that you know, like, it makes sense from a business standpoint. I 
I've I will probably pick it up if it drops like fifty bucks eventually. But it's I it definitely looks like they put more work into it than they put into Super Mario Three D All Stars. That's for sure. <laughs> Jesus. That, I, I, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna park that. Um, yeah, we, we should say that we only know the digital pricing. The physical game comes out a month later. So I, I would hate if they price it much cheaper physically because they do that often in Australia. Yeah, be That's surprised. really strange. Why are they it doing later? Very physical? weird. I don't yeah. know. I, it, you, you'd imagine that they somehow got delayed and they mm-hmm. really wanted to still release it in November because that's, you know, the best month to release video games. Mm. Uh, lead up to Christmas, people buying Christmas gifts. You know, people buy, you know, games digitally, I guess, but it's kind of hard to gift, but... Yeah, I don't know, but it'd be imagine if it comes out in Australia for like you know sixty or fifty nine dollars or something Australian dollars, like physical, and people have bought it digitally for ninety. It's like oh, you can see that happening. A lot of PS five games are like one hundred and twenty five. Absolutely, dollars, yeah. and you can buy them in the store for like ninety. So, okay, so, so that's your gaming week, Mike. Yeah, I was gonna say you you played zero games. Then. I'm not going to lie, and not intentionally to be honest, but I just had a shit ton of stuff on. I spent the last two days, most of the day, helping my parents move. So my whole weekend was unplayable, so to speak. And then during the week, busy with work and other crap. So hmm. yeah, That's why you look kinda... so red, because you're just working so hard. Well, I did. I actually worked outside a lot. So I, I, know, I know my lighting has something to do with it. But look, look at this. Look, look at my hands. The people that can see online, look at the color of my hands. <laughs> And look at the color of my face. My face is way redder. I'm just laughing because you look at the shade of your face versus our faces. And it's just it's so different. different. Yeah, but my, my hands are like are closer to your, your faces. So your face is red like my, a tomato. My face is just red. Like, yeah, I got really burns. I can't explain to people. If you're listening on the, on the actual feed, I look if like you a think tomato, about that yeah. really bright Mario red, that is the color. And he's, so, and he's also wearing a bright red Mario hoodie. Yep. And it it looks indistinguishable. It's just the beard that yeah. defines your face. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd blend yeah. into the hoodie. <laughs> oh, so Intego, okay. what do you, what well, do you mean? I mean, homeless person. That's a little bit of a segue as well. Like, this week, I've been playing Mario Odyssey. So, you know, my son loves, who's four, loves Mario and Astro. Astro is his favorite. Um, so he's got good taste. But uh, he, he really loves Mario Odyssey. He never really played it before. And just like with the T-Rex, uh, you know, because he loves dinosaurs. And the only reason why I, wanted, why I wanted to raise it was just far out. This game is amazing. Like, I, I probably don't even appreciate how good Mario Odyssey is. It, like, having played it again, I'm like, this game is clearly the best Mario game. And I, I probably would have thought that was controversial before. Because even when I played this, I did everything in the game, got all the moons, all the, all the stuff you can get in it. And I'm like, yeah, it's super great. It's, you know, right up there with things like Mario 64. And if you if you treat all of Mario, I think it's all up there with like Super Mario 3 and Mario World. But I don't know, going back and playing it, I'm like, man, this game is amazing. It is just so unreal. I know that it's you really felt good. Swinny from memory and I don't want to misquote you, but it's like maybe it had like almost too much content and it was a bit sort of, you know, like too much in a way, too much of a good thing, like a bit of Assassin's Creed for Mario. <laughs> I mean, it's Mario Odyssey, but I, uh, I may have said that, but I don't <laughs> recall that um, no, because okay. my I feel very positive about Mario Odyssey. I honestly also think it's probably the best Mario game ever made. So, oh, okay, cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, that ruins our Mario tier list right there. So, <laughs> all uh, the hype is going with both of you. So, yeah, probably. I, I put a qualifier there. Probably, oh, so probably. There's some suspense. You're either the contrarian. So, no, look, I just wanted to give it a shout out. Like, you know, it's such a cool game, and sort of just reminded me, and it actually made me think. 
it is a lot closer the which game was the best game that year in 2017 that or breath of the wild i you know at the time i thought no for sure breath of the wild um but yeah i think it's a lot closer you know in reflection now and then for me the only other thing and we'll, we'll kind of hype it up a little bit later but just getting back into smash and like just so the viewers know and i don't know like i'll try to get swinny on board with this but i, I wouldn't mind just streaming some of our play sessions because it is good trash talk as well like, I don't really play too many people online. It's mostly just playing against Swinny. Like, that's my main motivation. And this man, like, I got on top of him for a little while, and then he just smashes me again. You got on top of him, and then <laughs> he smashed you, did he? In the metaphorical stakes. Um, you know, and, it, like, I'll, I'll give it to Swinny. He's a better player. He's a better fighter at this game. But he, he gets me so crazy about it that I'm actually, like, trying to counterpick. Like, I'm trying to main counterpicks to him. But so then, I'm like literally you... going, okay, Swinney is not good off the stage, doesn't do much there. Okay, how do I pick a character that can, you know, somehow, you know, exploit the weaknesses that he has? It's like so sickness. you can't you pick my playstyle rather than yeah. my characters. <laughs> yeah, okay. I literally was like, okay, I'm going to start playing Pyro and Mithra because I feel like that goes well against, it's a rushdown-ish character, you know, very good, like for people who are very, you know, like predictable who go off stage and all this other stuff. I was like, oh yeah, this is the character I got to start playing as. I'm like, this guy has made me sick. And also, I'll give you the credit. You're pushing me so hard that I'm actually playing people online now. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I want to get better at the game <laughs> to beat you. Well, I... uh, we'll see. We'll see how how that goes. Right? <laughs> true. True. Can I just quickly, on that note, give a shout out to Joe, who also plays Smash with you guys sometimes? That's I true. Believe. That's true. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's in the chat. Bro, he's the cat. original Jigglypuff. Uh, screw Hbox. It's all Joe Jobs. Yes, his back ears are horrible. They're absolutely horrible. And how about you, Swinny? You've got in our notes a mystery title. I'm not sure if you want to reveal that straight away or go through your other stuff. Mm. Um, so, look, I'll just mention I have been playing Echo Generation. Yeah. Um, I will review that later. So That's uh, really cool. That's probably the game I've played the most. Um, have played other games here and there, um, including Smash Bros, which we just said, but we'll be give, giving our impressions of Sora, the mm. latest DLC, and the last DLC fighter um, around the time, you know, at the end of the show as well. So the mystery title that I've uh, absorbed this week is a, it's not a video game. It is a film. Mm. Oh, mm. So can I just pause for a second? Because mm. I literally said this when you earlier today. Oh, and the banter. We probably should expand it outside of games a little bit. <laughs> and then yes. it's like, he'd already written this note in there. Yes, I had. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to say it. Um, I, it was a, it's a film. But you okay. can't spoil it. About video games. Oh. <laughs> it's Ryan Reynolds' free guy. Oh, okay, oh. cool, cool. Was it good? Well, oh, no, that's it. I'm not mentioning anything about it, Mike. <laughs> no, so I had no intention at all of watching this movie like when the trailers mm. came out the game uh, the game the movie got <laughs> delayed for ages because of COVID and all this stuff right but then i randomly heard that it was on disney plus and i'm like no why the hell not i have like i'm just gonna watch this movie i'll just sit down just watch this movie and you know what it wasn't bad it wasn't <laughs> bad it's if you watch the trailer and you, it's got ryan reynolds in it, it's a comedy you kind of know what to expect but Basically, he plays an NPC in a GTA Online-style world. Mm. And then, you know, like, the trailer gives away the central plot, but basically, you know, like, 
starts to become self-aware, right? And that's the whole movie, and there's lots of little sub-stories and stuff. What Wasn't it originally called NPC? Possibly. I believe Possibly. it was. I believe it was. Uh, and then I think been, people yeah. were like, what the hell is NPC? It's like I actually like Free gamers. Guy as a, story, as a name. It's a good because, name. It's a good name. Yeah, it's like on a couple of different levels there. But um, look, it's very cheesy Hollywood comedy, but I think it pays a lot of respect to video games. It doesn't... Like a lot of, you know, video games are very much ridiculed in, in a lot of other media where it's like, okay, it's just, they're just toys or they're just things mm. that, you know, man babies play and all this stuff. And we know that's not the case, right? No, we're not so man think babies this, or man child. No, my, Mike is not a man baby. What? Um, Wearing video game for a perfect alien. I will say it had a few really funny moments. It also had a lot of moments that are very cringeworthy and it's, it's give and take. I think it's worth a watch. But if you watch the trailer and go, I want none of that, then probably avoid the movie. But it actually, honestly, like had a lot more action than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, and pretty good CGI. And there's some really cool moments that are very spoilery that, you know, like that are actually pretty neat. So I got to commend Hollywood for actually making a semi-decent popcorn flick about video games. So awesome. Yeah. Can I ask? Because I want to test if I want to watch this or not. So my barber said. That is a pretty good movie. He had it on in the barbershop, I, and I'm like, oh, okay. I do not think you would like this movie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just, just knowing that you, knowing the other movies that you do and don't like, I just have a feeling you probably won't like it. But I think it's yeah. probably still worth a watch. Have you just seen for Detective the Pikachu? I haven't yet, no. Oh, okay. So, I, I like, I don't like Ryan Reynolds. I don't like, he's kind of like smarmy, you know, sarcastic humour. doesn't find, I don't find it funny. So Deadpool is like, um, but yeah, I wondered if it was like, cause I, he's in Detective Pikachu and I really like that movie. Yeah. I thought it was decent. So this, this is, it, so. I mean, it's slight alter angle on the kind of character he usually plays, but it is still Ryan Reynolds style comedy. Can so. I, can I reveal something just quickly before we get uh, back yes. onto uh, mm-hmm. your, your other things this mm-hmm. week? So I secretly to you guys in the show was doing, or like doing the research for a video game movie tier list. So I was watching <laughs> wow. all the video game movies in order. Right? And all I, the video game movies, including the Uwe Boll ones? Dude, I had everything. I've got wow. like 40 movies. I've, I've actually Holy got moly. them all. I've got them all, right? So, and it's wow. so painful. <laughs> I had to stop doing it. It was so <laughs> horrible and painful. I'm like losing my mind watching these movies. I'm like, I hate these movies so much. <laughs> And I had I started with the tier list, and then I just had like layers of trash tier list. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it didn't even have an S tier because there's no S tier game movies. So yeah. I assume, yeah, this obviously counted Resident Evil. And yeah, all of them. I had but dude, I've did it include Mass Effect? Yeah, every like Bayonetta, uh, those kind of anime ones. No, 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 Final no. Fantasy. So, no, no. I built out all these criteria around how it all okay, works right. because it started <laughs> cool. to get crazy because I started looking at the Japanese stuff because <laughs> you know I'm very complete when I do stuff. Mm. And I'm like, this is going to be like 200 movies, right? Damn. And it's not really in the... I, I, what I was really trying to capture was like more like the Hollywood slash direct-to-video Western yeah. movies, right? Like that mm. was the point of it because it's the ones that people think of, like... Mortal Kombat, the original Super Mario Brothers. All the, by the way, that's so painful, that movie, watching it. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so the only way I can do this, you know, and talking about it now on the show, is I think actually doing it and, like, streaming, watching it. But you can't stream the movie. But, like, streaming, just chatting about the movie, watching it, 
you know, think about Red Letter Media, you know, when they're all on the couch hmm. and they're watching it. Like, I could do that. If, if people want to join me watching shitty movies. Wow. Yeah. So like Googlebox, basically. Or yeah, Googlebox. Google yeah, Googlebox. Google whatever that's called, yeah. Or yeah. it's Mystery Science Theatre, you know. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if people are willing to do that, like, hit me up and I'll we'll figure something out. <laughs> and Mike, if um, you want to do it with me... I, I reckon I will try at least one, yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'll have to start again because I'm a completionist. So I've already oh, watched gosh, some of okay. these movies multiple times now. So the, the last thing I wanted to mention uh, this week was uh, I, I managed to uh, get a whole bunch of stuff coming in from the mail mm. that I was waiting for. And the first of which being... Show us. Oh, yeah. I'll let nice. you guys say what it is. Metroid Dread, Metroid, baby. Metroid Dread. Finally 10 out got of my 10 copy. game, baby. Awesome, awesome. It paid $10 Express Post to get it 11 days after I ordered it, but I got a refund for my Express Post. Ah, Thank you, awesome. Ruby Games. So it was free shipping then. That's really cool. Yes. And oh, the yeah, next one... Oh, oh, it's a good Amiibo. That, yes. That's actually a really cool it's Amiibo. The I wish I got it now, but... Metroid... Samus. <laughs> Me and Metro. Samus and... <laughs> I was trying to remember the what the suit's called. One. Is it a gravity suit? I can't no, remember. No, yeah. that looks like the very original suit. I it's contem- not the upgraded one. I contemplated using it for the, like, the extra like missile packs and I said, no, nah, I'm not opening it. Oh, don't be a cheat. <laughs> Jesus. No, because I know, like, if it's anything like the, like the last Metroid uh, amiibo for Samus Returns, like, at some point, maybe I'll get rid of it and make some money of it. Yeah, don't, oh, yeah. don't, don't, like... Get me started around the Samus oh. Returns one. That one was harsh because it unlocked a uh, hard mode. All right. Sorry, Swinny, just a sec. Just yes, as you were boy. showing that amiibo. Yes, uh, just as you were showing that amiibo, <laughs> I don't know if if my girlfriend overheard me or she's watching the stream, but she just messaged me on signal going, No, you do not wish you had that amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What now? This, this is the thing. She, this, is, this is what the, the thing that she may, definitely doesn't want you to have. Oh, this, she definitely does. Explain so cool. what it is. Oh, I would absolutely love to have this this giant uh, Lego Mario 64, Mario 64. 64 question thing. Block, question block. Question block thing. thing. <laughs> now, this was sitting at the post office for two weeks. So I didn't even know it was there, so I'm glad Damn. they didn't send it back. I'm surprised they didn't steal it. But. Mm. The worst part is I don't have a table to actually build it on. My yeah. house because all so the shops. table for it. Because because the shops have been closed for so long, I literally haven't got a table. You like I've been waiting for it to open. Damn. I want to go. No, I need to like admit, like measure it and see because I've got a very small area that I need to. Be. Anyway. Yeah, you do have a small. Not going to stop me, but I'm just. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm really happy with the stuff I got. This. I week. like you don't have a table, but how many gaming setups do you have? I've got one gaming setup. Bullshit. You what got do you the mean? PC, you got no, the I'm not, Xbox, my... you got the... How many places oh, no, sorry, can you play two. games? I've got two. I've yeah, got thank two. you. Sorry. Thank you. I know. I've got one I don't in the lounge and one in the bedroom. <laughs> sorry, I forgot about the one in the bedroom because I only... I actually, honestly, only use that for YouTube in the bedroom at the moment. So I, 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 I forget say, that I've got an Xbox hooked up. I was it, so, so proud of my boy, my four-year-old. I showed him the, this trailer that we're showing in the B-roll on the, on the YouTube and stream. And he actually was able to recognise some of the stuff in Mario 64, including... King oh, Bobom, wow. just by looking at it, he was like, "Oh, that's Kim King Bobom." I was like, "Oh my god, how has he like figured that out?" It's pretty crazy. No, look, I'm looking forward really to building neat. it. Just looks like it's the kind of set that I was waiting for, and it's, the fact that it's Mario 64, so cool. which is just such a like, ah, oh, I just love it. I love it. It's a really cool set. As as someone who's into Lego, well, more was into Lego, still kind of am. This is such a cool set. It's You're into awesome. Lego. You've got like no, how many sets am, do you have? 
not a lot left. Yeah, oh, really? I got rid of oh, most wow. of my sets, uh, and I haven't really purchased any recently. But he, I, I appreciate sets like this. That he was amazing. being he was being careful because he's a reformed Lego addict. So <laughs> I am a reformed proud, Lego addict. I'm proud. I'm yeah. proud. Hundreds yes. of sets, man. <laughs> Although you're not yes. the biggest Mario sixty four fan, so imagine no. if it was like something that was up your alley, like a Mass Effect. Oh, set. oh gosh, yeah. It's a shame they never released that. But oh, even Effect even Lego. so, this is amazing. This looks so cool to me. It really does. For sure, to me at least, the NES set was the best set. That because I'm not really a big fan of the stand. You know, I don't know what you call it, but you know the the regular sets that they do with Nintendo and Mario. I don't yeah, know what that like, series is called. Yeah, it's the, weird. What it's are they just, called? It doesn't feel like Lego to me, and it doesn't feel mm. like Nintendo. It's a bit of a it's a weird hybrid between those two companies. Very popular, but not my thing. Um, and mm. they're very much built. They're like obviously most Legos is for kids, but mm. that one's very much made almost just for kids. Whereas yeah. the larger sets are obviously much more expensive, but made for anyone that's just interested in building something. man babies. Yes, man babies. <laughs> yep. But um, one, one cool thing I'd like to add about the two actually is yeah. that the the Nest set you can get the Mario from the the play set. I don't know if you saw in the in the movie just before. He's got a little um, a little LCD screen on his chest. Yeah, and he's also got a speaker and and an NFC chip. And if you put it on top of the NES, as you wind the NES and Mario on the screen goes along, the Mario on top actually plays the the sounds. It's it's a pretty cool piece of tech that it's I, I actually haven't seen it advertised that much. I saw it in a video review once, and that's about it. It's, but it's really cool. It's just, a man I, baby tech. I always it, like it is, when but it's Mike mentions cool. stuff we've mentioned on the show. I feel like I, just I want to have a smash it. cut of like times where Mike what? goes, do you know this? And then some, it's a smash cut to an earlier show not, where one of us They might not remember. It. I don't know. I just think it's a really cool feature. So yeah, if you have one of the sets, you should try it out. No, cool, cool. I, I think uh, you're going to cover most of this, Swinney. But, uh, oh, am I? Okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, bring my, I'll bring the notes over I'll a bit. I'll so kick it off. I'll kick it off. Uh, so, Stardew Valley creator Eric Barone, better known, aka as Concerned Ape, has finally revealed the new game he's been working on, a life sim named Haunted Chocolatier. So, Winnie, do you want to take it over? Yeah, so he basically revealed this in a blog post with alongside the trailer as well. There's no release date, no specific platforms outside of PC. He said he's 100% certain it's be on PC, so I think we can say it's on PC. Um Basically, this game, for anyone that's, you know, watching the video version, it's very much along the lines of visually of Stardew Valley, but it also looks really unique and has a very different tone to it. So you play as a chocolatier who lives in a haunted castle, and some of, you know, he in the blog article, he also had an FAQ that pretty much said that the gameplay loop involves gathering ingredients, making chocolate, and running a chocolate shop. And it's much more of an action RPG than Stardew Valley was. So there is a bigger focus, I guess, on on combat. And it very much reminds me of, um, I don't know if you guys know uh, the game Moonlighter. Yep. Played so it, finished Moon, it. Moonlighter is kind of like a bit of a mix of like a roguelike plus um, like a shop sim where you go into dungeons, you gather stuff, and then you take it to uh, a shop. And then you, like, that's what's called Moonlighter. You're moonlighting as a dungeon explorer but your day job is hey you're selling this stuff in a shop um and you've got games like Reseteer that are similar where you're running an item shop games that i've talked about i reviewed on the show blacksmith the sand kingdom and uh Merenian maid tavern very similar where it's you're gathering stuff from exploring and setting up setting up a shop 
Um, what I really, really like about this, though, is that they've taken that formula and blended it into the Stardew Valley kind of life sim and Harvest Moon style, where there's a hub town, so he confirmed that just like Star uh, Stardew Valley, you're a new, um, you know, I guess you've just moved to the town, and then somehow you moved into this haunted castle. And it's really cool. Like the trailer shows that the, you can customize your shop. You can have little ghost, cute ghosts uh, running the shop for you. It just looks like it's one of the coolest trailers for a game that, you know, like just came. Well, as I came out of nowhere, he's been teasing, he's been working mm -hmm. on something that, like, we hadn't really heard anything about it being this game. Um, and interestingly, it's not the only game that he said that he's been working on. It's definitely the game that he said he was likely to finish next, which is crazy. He's apparently mm. the only guy working on this one. Just like he mostly has been the sole developer for Stardew Valley, from my understanding, outside of, you know, people doing port work and things like that. Um, and he, I believe he will be self-publishing this, like he ended up, um, so I think with Stardew Valley, he self-published, then he got a publishing deal, and then I think then he got the rights back to self-publish again. I think I think Chucklefish did some of the console ports and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and he wasn't very happy with them. Like yeah. He had a bit of a falling out with them, so it's not surprising to me that he wants to self-publish. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy can literally call anyone he wants in the industry and go, hey, I'm, you know... Mm. I'm feeling my Tuesday. Maybe I'll go on the Switch first. You know, how much are you going to throw me, Nintendo? Because they, they will, like, literally throw money at trying to get this guy yeah. to, you know, go on their console first. So He did clarify, look, this game still has a lot of work left in it. Like, it's very much, he specifically said, what the trailer is is a very kind of, like, tailored vertical slice of what the game, you know, is going to be. Um in the blog article, he also mentioned, like, he kind of said if Stardew Valley is built around, like, using the power of sunlight, this is almost like using the power of moonlight. So it's almost like they're both uplifting games, but they're kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum. It's almost like a dichotomy there. Um, and he also said that, you know, a quote from him, that he wanted to explore more fantastical possibilities. Like, he felt a bit boxed in with Stardew Valley because it's a bit more of like, hey, you're running a farm. You know, here he could get more supernatural um, and experiences that take you beyond the ordinary, and that's where magical haunted ghost chocolate comes in. So, it's so awesome, cool. awesome trailer. Anyone that um, is just listening, go. I really recommend going to check it out. This game is probably not going to come out for a while, and when it comes out, it'll probably be in early access, just like Stardew Valley. Um, he also clarified that it, it will be single player, but. Who knows, eventually they did patch in multiplayer to Stardew Valley as well. Mm -hmm. But I just think this is this is one of the biggest games for me to look forward to now. Mm. I love Stardew Same. Valley. I love mm. Harvest Moon. Um, and this just looks awesome. Yep. I really regret getting Stardew Valley on the Switch. Oh, I feel like okay. it's such a PC game. Like, just the cursor mm. and everything like that for me. I feel like I would have just enjoyed it so much more uh, with a mouse and keyboard. But I think I'm just wide like that. I still, like, you know, I love this guy. I love his story. His story is covered in blood, sweat, and pixels. So I'd really re recommend reading that book. Um, the whole chapter is dedicated to him. And I think um, Jason Schreier, who wrote that book, you know, journalist for Bloomberg, you know, sort of said that story was really interesting to him and was a big inspiration for his follow-up book. Um, just because sort of like he went through so much hardship, ups and downs and everything like that. And everyone was sort of like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this dude was making Stardew Valley for five years without selling it, really. And he was basically surviving because his partner was working and paying all the bills and everything. So could you imagine that scenario for five mm. years? 
everyone in your life's like, mm. what the F are you doing, right? And the net result of the whole story is, because you can imagine how many people were negative about it, is as of September 2021, so just a month ago when we were recording, he's sold 15 million copies of Stardew Valley. Nice. So this guy is set for life and his children are set for life. So if he has any, but you know, all the power to this guy, what a mm. privileged position now he's in, like as a person who just wants to make, he's almost like an artisan, you know, he just wants to make games by himself. Like the way he wants them. them. It's exactly. awesome. It's freaking it's awesome. Fantastic. I also <laughs> want to give a bit of credit. So we mentioned obviously the Chucklefish relationship didn't work out well, but some credit to Chucklefish. So when I was playing Stardew Valley uh, on 360, I believe it was, or maybe Xbox One, I can't remember. Maybe Xbox One. Anyway, when it first came out on Xbox and I hit a game-breaking bug and a whole bunch of people did as well where I just literally, it, every time you load it up, it was like corrupted. And their support forums were fantastic because they're the ones who were handling the port. And I actually had to go through the process to give them authorization to access the cloud saves on my account to then be able to get the files to then use that to figure out what the issues were. And they fixed it. And I was able wow. to, you know, I'd, I was near the end of the game. Like, so it wasn't oh, like wow. I was just at the start. So that really, is really cool. So big credit to them for that. Obviously, things didn't work out with Concerned Ape, but um, just the way things fall sometimes, you know? So. Yeah. It is a shame. It would have I been mean, Xbox I, I, One and never got released on 360. So yeah, Xbox One, yeah, one, yeah I've got the, the collector's edition. I don't even know if you can get the normal edition on a uh, physical copy. It's pretty cool. Come, I think came with a map and all sorts of other stuff. I played it on, I think, every platform that is probably out, PC originally. I doubt it. Vita? No. Uh, so PC. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, fine. I only played it on PC, uh, Xbox One, and... Damn it, I should, I should load up Linux just for that. PlayStation Yes, well, which iOS? is where I played it the most, iOS, actually. Where it the most. So... Contrary to what you were saying, I actually enjoyed it on the Switch the most. I just It was yeah. a perfect game for the Switch. I loved it. It's one of my favorite games. If not, arguably, maybe my favorite game on the Switch that I've played. Something about it just fits <laughs> the... Yeah, it just fits the Switch really, really well. The only reason I actually gave it up is that I became so filthy rich in the game and everything was running automatically and I, I was just making millions nonstop that... It kind of became a bit, dare I say, pointless. So I wonder if I ever get rich if I'll just shoot myself. Anyway, the... Sorry, I've got something a... to say as well. <laughs> okay, you, you go, go first, first and then I need to say something. Yeah, okay. I, th- that right. just reminds you, Mike, like, I kept trying to convince you to play Wasteland 2 and you're like, but I can't stop myself using a trainer to make my character super overpowered <laughs> yeah, to start exactly. the game. That was a, that was, it's true, I it's a problem. Sometimes yeah. you've got to step back and just go, it's not worth it. So, no, it wasn't, my, yeah. My, wait, 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 my point is similar. If, Mike will wow, min-max any game he plays, and it's <laughs> yes. almost like a symptom of his life as well. He'll min-max things to ruin, and his, it ruins the experience, ruins his enjoyment <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Pretty much. I think it's actually due, I, I think the reason is OCD or something <laughs> that leads to this. And yes, I did. I absolutely min-max that freaking game. But, but it's a shame about Chucklefish and stuff, because to me, it was an awesome experience. And obviously, I'm not privy to what the relationship was or what the issues were and stuff like that. And having had no issues with the game whatsoever on Switch, and it being literally, like I said, probably the best Switch experience I've had, it's, it's a bit of a shame. Because um, I am looking forward to, oh, massively looking forward to the new game. It looks freaking sweet. And you can tell it's got all the elements of Stardew Valley. It clearly is running on the same engine. Uh, a lot of the, 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 the elements are exactly the same. 
but I like the fact that, for example, one one thing that I wish Stardew Valley had more of was the action RPG elements, because I used to enjoy this quite a lot. I love the farming part, obviously, because that's what it was in the end, but the action action RPG dungeons and stuff were sweet, and I always craved for more because it was a little simplistic in the end when you think about it. So if this focuses more on that, that's just going to be an amazing game for me. So I'm really looking forward to it. The last thing I'll say on it for me is more than about Stardew Valley still is I think I'll go back and play Stardew Valley. I'll use the fact that I've got the OLED switch to go, oh, ah, this is perfect. an excuse to watch, play a very vibrant <laughs> game. By the way, you don't have an OLED switch, Mike, but Mm-mm. it's got a color profile setting. I was like, I, you know, the, the switch looks amazing, but I'm like, it looks a bit too, like, saturated to me. It's a bit too crazy, too full on. Mm-hmm. And then I heard some people online say that, you know, you can change the color profile of the actual switch so I checked it out. I'm like, I don't know why they've done this. They've, it's like um, what all games needed to do with the original Game Boy Advance, where they've tuned up all the contrast and the saturation to try to make the colors pop on a very like wow. dim, non-backlit screen. And I, yeah, I don't know why they've done it. It's like over the top. Like you, you trust me, you'd get really annoyed with it if you get one, which you will. Let's be real. Joe, if he's still listening, would really get annoyed. He oh, calibrates yeah. every single yeah, device yeah, yeah. he has down to the T and. Every time he comes to my place, he just has this weird look on his face like he's about to vomit when he sees my TV or something. So, yeah, he's all, right. all about it. Well, well let's jump into uh, some lore for the show, uh, you know, a topic we can't mention and we will not re- refer to, and uh, bring up the Dark Plate Saga. So this is uh, with Dbrand. So there are many uh, places you can get Dark Plates, for your PS5, D-Brand being one of them, but D-Brand more being one that actually wanted to take on Sony. Uh, so <clears throat> after a cease and desist from Sony over their PS5 dark plate range, the dark plates are customizable replacement plates for PS5, as we mentioned. And I'm just bringing this up. Sorry, boys. Um, That's all right. I can uh, I can talk to it if you want. Yeah, nah. Yeah, go, that yeah, looks go very ahead. dark. No, nah, I was just going to say. So he's brought up uh, for anyone watching. Uh, there's they've got a really neat site for, I guess, how they have uh, countered these this cease and desist. But just a quick note about the cease and desist. So back in January, we actually covered this. So if anybody's interested in hearing when uh, D Brand said sue us Sony, we actually had a segment back on episode twenty five of that. And this cease and desist, well, Sony obviously have decided to take some action, um, but they accuse them of counterfeiting, trademark infringement, um, tradesman dilution, I don't even know what that means, and unfair competition. So basically, and the, they also reference the fact that they challenged them and they're like, we're fairly certain, you know, that Go Ahead Sue Us was referring to Sony Interactive Entertainment. Um, but they said, hey, we're going to give you a chance, a courtesy, to resolve this situation. <laughs> so what did D-Brand do, Intergot? <laughs> were, they, were they courteous in this no, response? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love their response so much. Can you please read it? Oh, you mean the, the one-liner? Yes. No, well, no, but, like, I think you've got to read. Oh, okay. you got to read. Well, we are strongly... Uh, while we strongly believe in the consumer's right to customise and modify their hardware... Are you talking about this bit, yeah? Yeah, I yeah. think the whole thing. I okay, don't want cool. to read it. While we strongly believe in consumers' right to customise and modify their hardware with aftermarket components, your dark plates are now a collector's item, the post read. You know what they say. You either die a dark plates owner or you live long enough to see yourself become the scalper. In closing, fuck you, and especially fuck Sony. Talk soon. 
<laughs> love it. But so you know, much. like this whole thing is marketing, dude. I love it so much. Like you're a marketing dude, but like this this whole thing, because you know, I don't want to gloat again, but like what I said when we spoke about this is a hundred percent right that you can't just copy a design. Like if you've copied the actual like where the pegs are and everything like that, like you will lose the case. And that's why I was like, it's strange why they've done this. And now like what they've done, they've designed something that they won't lose. You know, a day later battle. they announced this. Just but they knew, they, they already I know, had this I know. done, you know? I know, I know. I, know. I, know. I think, I don't think they're hiding that fact. I think they're yeah, just, you're right. the fact the timeline is the next day. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. They revealed the Dark Place 2.0. Which... We'll talk about it in a sec. I think actually look better than the originals. So basically, the tagline for this new range is checkmate lawyers. And <laughs> I'm look, I, I, I put, I'm putting in a description. You know, they're almost like professional de- douchebags, D brand. But <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, their yeah. that's their that's their tone, right? Whether or not I agree with it or not, it's obviously working for them in some capacity. But yeah, they changed the the model of the you know the overall shape of the plates. So I guess I don't know if they do people call them the wings, like the part where it goes up. Yeah, some you know, people do got, refer to them as that. So they've gotten rid of that. For anyone watching it, you know you can see on the screen, but um, it's pretty much just round now, and they've added a vent, which apparently is actually you know pretty good for cooling as well as obviously helping with the them you know with an original design to go against the the cease and desist. So. It look it is funny. Like I mean, I love their marketing. I love this website that they built. It looks amazing. Hmm. Um, it's very clever. Like the thing is, there's so many like places where you can already get these dark style plates. So it's not like they're unique or anything like that. It's just their marketing is off the chain. Like, and they're really smart. D brands always really clever with this stuff. And they 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 would have gotten so much publicity for this. It's just wild. It's just crazy. Yeah, they get the kind of modern <laughs> video game. What are you laughing at, Frank? The disc edition, three colorways, limited stock, not illegal. Digital edition, <laughs> also three color, also limited stock, also not illegal. Yeah, I know. This is like very good. Like they got, they would spend a lot of money on marketing. Let's be real, like heaps of money it's on marketing. It's really good. And it works well. Like I actually think <clears throat> these type of products, you've only got two things you can do. Either go expensive and like the D brand stuff's really expensive, or go like absolutely bottom of the barrel cheap, like Alibaba, AliExpress style. There's no middle ground for this kind of stuff. And if you want to be expensive, you need to have the slickest, best marketing. And like this is kind of like next gen marketing, really. Like to get a lawsuit with Sony, almost like you know the one thing that I think would be interesting if Sony did, and I don't know how it works or how they would get standing, is if they actually tried to sue them with the idea that they were always intending to do this. Hmm. You know, like they already had plans in place. So they're like, they had marketing plans to go, let's try to get Sony to sue us as a mechanism to actually sell these things and have this all ready to done. Because like this stuff takes like six months to mold and everything like that. So, Yeah, I have no idea where the law falls on that and especially no idea where the US or Canadian law, wherever that jurisdiction mm. lands with this, because they're a Canadian company. That's um, true, that's true. So, yeah, I have no idea. Um, all I know is it is a very good marketing move. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, to be clear, that was a cease and desist, you know. It wasn't, you know, like a formal lawsuit or anything like that. So be interesting to see whether or not what happens to that because at some point they've got to challenge that as well, you know. Well, I, I guess they've, they've technically they've, they've technically stopped selling that product that was infringing on the copy. Patent, they did, so. yeah, they did. Yeah, huh. yeah, 
Yeah. So. And that's why it was like Dark Plates 1.0 and this one is Dark Plates 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, the whole thing was planned out, man. Like, oh, it, for sure it was And I, oh, I tip yeah. my hat to them. Like, we're talking about it. Like, we don't actually, we're not even talking about that many things this week, right? So it's like, <laughs> it is smart what they've done. Like, I give, I give them credit. It's just like, they're very sneaky. But it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. Well, but uh, one thing I want to know, hmm. Swinney, is... Because you, you said you didn't like the look of your uh, PS5, your newly mm. acquired PS5. Did you did you get some dark plates? Uh, look, oh, oh. I probably should. <laughs> I haven't, but I yeah. probably oh. should. Um, I don't know. So you said they're not actually that expensive to ship out to Australia, are they? I sent you that one, and then I sent you the other one that is really popular. That's way How cheaper to ship to Australia. Hey, how much is it for everyone else? Oh, I don't know. Roughly, I in terms of total cost, in the chat was a while back. I think yeah. it was like a hundred and something yeah. uh, okay. for the D brand ones delivered to Australia. Honestly, I'm, okay. I'm not in a rush because I think the longer I take to bother about that, the more options there will be to do that. You know, there'll be a lot more local yeah. options as well at some point potentially. So, I don't know. I maybe I should, but I just haven't rushed out. Um, I honestly haven't been playing my PS5 this week, so has it been top of mind? You don't like the look of it? No, why well, haven't been playing it? Or, you, you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's no, not like it's I'm gonna just saying playing it. No, I'm saying it hasn't been top of mind for me. This yeah. Week, so yeah. yeah, I would wait because I mean I love the marketing on this. It's, it's hilarious. It's it's dare I say something I would do if I came to marketing for for a company, but but really it's an it's an it's overpriced for what it is in many ways for two plastic panels that i think as you mentioned into god i'm sure you can get from aliexpress for a quarter of the price yeah so i'd wait so 113 australian dollars delivered like some much cheaper in american okay. canada but that's the d brand one and then the other one that i that's very popular is the customize my plates so i think they were originally called like ps4 five plates or something like that. that. It was yeah. just like yep. you know, the name itself was infringing. <laughs> right. Didn't they originally yeah. didn't they have to take them down though? Because back in our story in yeah, January. They did. They, yeah. did. they had to take yeah. the whole everything down for that company and start a brand new company with all the same look and feel <laughs> with a different name called Customize My Plates. That's I think it was called Pierce Plates or something. Um and they're sixty six dollars delivered Australian dollars. Mm. That's pretty decent. Hey, look, look, the thing I'm, is, I'm I, the person that spent like Hundreds of dollars to get a Catan plastic Catan frame mailed out from the US, so. which we used once. Oh, no, I've used it heaps. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it's, got like, it's made its money back. I'm not saying that it's made its money. It's it's out there in value. Who did you play with? Did you? I I, I said each time <laughs> I use it, it's worth twenty dollars, and it made its money back. I'm oh, sure. okay. oh, okay, fair enough. I was going to say it's out there on the street, you know, whistling <laughs> while you're getting cars <laughs> pull over. Hey, boys! Hey, everyone's got a type. Everyone's got a kink. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've got a Qatar board finish. <laughs> the one, the, yeah, the, like, look, I think you made the right move, Sweeney, because I know you, you would much prefer a Sony made black matte or gloss uh, plate if they had one uh, for 99 I mean, Australian dollars. Not really, honestly. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> I know you that well. Unless, no, if it was the same cost but, and I was like, official or not official, of course. Oh, okay, right? okay. But, no, nah, not really. Like, I just don't. As long as it's something I can just buy and press the button, what I don't like is I'm going to sit there waiting in the queue, refreshing the page, and, oh, it's run out, sculpt. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't yeah. want to deal with that crap. No, nah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, cool. Um, all right, well, that's it for the news this week. And we get into our favorite segment, which is the Minute Mike. 
So the purpose of this segment is all the other news that we're not necessarily super passionate about or we just don't really have much of an opinion. We're excited. You know, God of War. I'm pretty excited about that coming to PC, but that's not a whole segment of the show, is it? So what we do is we challenge our, our man in the middle, Mike. He has one minute. We use Super Metroid as the countdown timer. <laughs> and he has to and make it to the end. And if he doesn't get to the end, he's going to streak at the next PAX. And, you know, as the world's getting just... more woke and getting crazier, you could get arrested for doing this. You could so, be on sexual assault charge. <laughs> yes. I will I will clarify as well. I made it a little tougher this week because Ooh. last week it was 180 words max. Ooh. That included our little symbols for each line. <laughs> so now we've excluded them. This is 180 fast words, Mike. It, it did look like a lot more. Yeah, it looks like it's, 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 it's 15 words more to be exact. I would, I would be going pretty hard at this, Mike, when you start. <laughs> so what we'll do, it's the way it's going to work is it's, it's the rolling start. It's When you start, I'll, I'll start the trimer and do all that kind of so stuff. Can so. I clarify, has Mike read this, pre-read this? No. Nope. Oh, you're going to... He doesn't, oh, read, right, he doesn't pre-read any of this stuff. This is a problem. Yeah, I probably should have pre-read it. <laughs> I pre-read the one last week because I knew what not to say so we don't get sued. But, yeah, this <laughs> all week... Right. Uh, all right, I'm going to... Yep. You, you go, and then I'll, I'll okay. activate it. All right, on three, You don't two, have to count one. down. You just have to start, and I'll... Okay, God of War 2018 is coming to PC on 14th of Jan 2022. Daily roundup time. Elden Ring has seen a slight delay to 25th of February next year. Next-gen versions of Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witch 3 are now coming in 2022. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp has also been bumped to Q2 next year. And Pokey Rocky Russian Shred <laughs> of... Oh, my God, is also coming back to Q2 2022. Valve has really uh, revealed its game compatibility systems for the Steam Deck handheld. Assassin's Creed Valhalla along the way to discovery mode is now available sony has been granted a painted for a system where esports spectators can bench players netease has acquired pseudo 51's grasshopper manufacturer studio focus home interactive have required acquired shady part of me developer dues dixemas phil spencer recently stated that xbox is definitely not done acquiring studios Sony has announced the state of play for next week on Thursday, 28th, October, 8 a.m. AEDT. <laughs> Xbox has also announced, holy shit, uh, anniversary celebration team for Tuesday, 16th of November. And finally, long serving Emperor Pixel Art Asset Roshi, Dr. Dotman, one has passed away at age 64. I don't know, like, you gotta call it. You gotta call it. Sweetie, did he make it? It was on not? the dot. Come on. We can you're replay the judge, that. You're the judge, Sweeney. All right. I. I'm Too many numbers and dates. No, I'm going to give it to Mike this week. Oh, As a pass, very, you're ticking, you're saying yes. For one very oh, specific sh- reason. <laughs> Why? I, I included a story in there that's probably not super noteworthy, the one about um, Focus Home Interactive acquiring <laughs> that studio. And you did not falter too much at that French name of the studio. Well, I'm like, actually, I don't even know. He's, he's going to get to that. He's just going to be like... But no, do like, the dick sim. I, I gotta give you credit. <laughs> I, don't even know I gotta give you credit. That's if, if we're on the line, then that puts me over, and that means well, I have to do it again next week. <laughs> we can watch this after the fact and then decide because we can see the exact. Oh, time we're not step. doing that. We don't have time so, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. Uh, well, Man, you, I think you're, you're very generous, Swinney. I think he. I didn't think he made it, but you know. Thank you, Swinney. You were the final judge. And I, I thought you were going to dock him points for the fact that he was actually pausing and mucking around at the same point. I'm just, there, there were some words there. I'm just like, how did he get that? Pocky, Rocky, Reshrined. Reshrined. I guess Reshrined isn't a real word, so I guess. No, that's a hard one. 
there was actually a lot of disappointing news this week. I was like bummed out about Elden Ring and then Advance Wars. I was pretty shocked about like you almost go like Nintendo doesn't even have a Christmas release now. Lots of dailies. Mm. Lots of dailies. What the hell do you mean by that? I thought mean, <laughs> that's what Mike said. Daily roundup. Oh yeah, that's right. Ah, delay roundup. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, he said the daily roundup. Hey, hey, <laughs> daily I roundup am, time. I am fairly certain I'm dyslexic. D- dyslexic. <laughs> D- whatever that that thing. I'm pretty sure I have that. Sorry, I shouldn't. Because I've noticed it. it. There's so dyslexic. many times where I read something like, "What did I just say that?" Okay, words are uh, in the wrong order. Awesome. I can't continue now. That's it. <sighs> <sighs> Ugh. All oh, right, I want to hear about Smash. And somehow you're less red after all of this. <laughs> <laughs> He's diffused. He's diffused. He's anti-shaming. <laughs> oh. All right, cool. All right, well, let's jump into our special features. Uh, this week, we're going to chat about how I and Swinney, or Swinney and I, as you meant to say, uh, squared up playing as Sora. I think I had one game as Sora. In Super Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate. What did we think of Sora? What did we think of the game? No more characters. No more characters. Maybe no balance patches from this point. Uh, well, we'll see. we'll see. There's some interesting Sora tech out there that, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see whether or not they decide to patch some of it. So, but... Uh, well, look at Bayonetta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, it was... Look, originally I thought maybe this also doubles up as a chance for us to kind of almost like say a bit of a goodbye in terms of like news and stuff for Smash Ultimate. This is going to be the last, you know, unless they surprise us, kind of, you know, big, uh, big thing, big deal, big event, big, big. Uh, Smash Ultimate, big, big. Um, and yeah, so, so Sora came out last week and I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't dislike the character, but I also don't feel as if it's my kind of character. Does that make sense? Yeah, which kind of surprised me because... When we're watching uh, the Sakurai Direct, the final Sakurai Direct, and I think ever, but we'll come back to that. Um, you know, I just thought this character, oh my God, I was getting annoyed watching it, just going, thinking, oh my God. Number one, I was upset that it wasn't Dark Souls, because I really got in my head that it was going to be Dark Souls during the reveal. But you just like the moveset, I'm like, oh, this is the kind of crap, gimmicky crap that Swinny loves. It's a DLC character, but yeah, you didn't really click with it, I don't think. Well, honestly, like the normals and everything in Sora, I, I like, you know, like very aerial based, of course, like the games, but I like his aerials. Um, but in, even in the presentation, when they started showing off the specials, I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is my kind of character outside of the um, the counter, which is like, I play a lot of counter characters. Yeah. Even the spells just aren't really like, obviously I play some characters like Hero and stuff, but... This, it didn't feel like, okay, that's the kind of moveset that I would na- naturally gravitate towards. You know, there's been even characters like Pyramithra. It's like, this character just doesn't feel like the character for me. Um, but I was actually surprised when I played Sora that he felt a bit more natural than what I was expecting. Um, I Actually, I do like the character, but yeah, it's like, there's so many characters. Like, you can't play them all, like, or learn them all properly, you know. But I'm happy. I'm really happy that Sora's in the game because uh, it's obviously the it was the biggest character that people wanted, you know, in general. So, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, and I think they did Sora justice. I think it's not an ultra weak character or anything like that. It doesn't seem at this stage to be an ultra strong one. I, I'm not really sure what the tech you're talking about. 
Oh, there's just there's there's some dodgy tech out there, but I think it's just the fa- it, a lot of it is in very specific situations. Oh, okay. But I just have a feeling there might be some like there's some stuff that just looks like it would be like the patched things out for less. Um, like especially like when they added Steve, like obviously there's lots of glitches there, but they even patched stuff out that people weren't expecting. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, yeah, look. I think the community's response has been interesting. Um, you've got some top players actually, um, you know, being pretty good with the character. Was it, uh, I think it's MK Leo, I believe. Yeah, but no. he, he is a freak, though. Like, I think he, it's MK. Uh, he remember, would tweak, but yeah. just pick up any character and make it look good. Yeah, so I think this character has a lot of potential, but the problem is, like, the immediate thing that when I was watching all the first impressions was he's just so floaty. He's mm. just so floaty, and it means you know when you when you try to do fast falls and stuff like that, it's just you got to do the down air a lot, and that puts you you know like you can be punished out of it and things like that. But look, I think this is a fantastic character for people that love love to go off stage. Like it's just a fun character to watch, honestly, off stage. So, and we we talked earlier that off stage isn't usually my strongest mm. suit. <laughs> so I don't know if it's my kind of character, but I'm really happy to put him in. Yeah, the offstage tech is insane for this character. Like, mm. even people who are that good offstage, I've seen, like, videos of them. I'm like, Jesus. Like, they just can recover from almost any position possible when they're offstage. It's pretty incredible. But um, you never... Look, you never know. It could be like Cloud, where initially I didn't click with Cloud, and then eventually he became, like, a almost like a backup mm. secondary character for me, um, where I actually got used to his moveset. And look... You never know, you never know. But uh, there's just so many other characters. Because so. just on the patches, I actually went back to Smash 4 just to see what the pattern was. And essentially, like, they released Bayonetta and they had a very minor overall balance patch, like maybe one, a month, one month later, I think. And then a month after that, they did one balance patch to fix some issues for Bayonetta only. And that was it. Like, the game was absolutely done at that point, Smash 4. So I could still imagine they might do one patch before the end of the year and then that's it like fixing some you know bugs or anything like that but i don't think they're going to make anything like they did like with this one with like jigglypuff where they've it's like they've moved jigglypuff multiple tiers like some of the Mm. changes they've made with jigglypuff the only thing i think of is that just smash ultimate where it is end of life versus smash four end of life like there's just such a bigger install base Mm. for the switch um that it just seems like maybe there's more um, of a reason to do some ongoing maintenance in terms of balances. But we we know that look, Nintendo's generally like they they're pretty good. They've been good with balancing, honestly. Like the amount of characters they've had to mm. balance is crazy. It's wild. But also they're not kind of, you know, they're not in, in to make Smash a competitive esports game, you know. So Yeah, and like Nintendo like are really weird when it comes to um you know, what do you call it? Like, sorry, it's, I've gone blank. You know, uh, games games as a service type of thing? Or Yeah. There's another live name service. for it. I can't remember. Live service. It. Yeah, live service. That's what I'm thinking of. They're, they're really weird with that. Like, you see it with Animal Crossing, the fact that they're like, here's a free DLC, here's the paid DLC, and then we're pretty much finished with Animal Crossing. It's like, that's so weird. You've got 30... Four million people that have bought this game. Like, they could keep milking it for so long. Like genuinely, my my wife, who's a big fan of Animal Crossing, she hasn't played it, right? And I thought she's finished with it. And then she heard about this DLC on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's crap as a professional <laughs> network, by the way. But that's another topic. And 
she's like, oh yeah, I got to jump back on that. I got to like time travel and catch up to, to the present day because she does this thing where she has to experience every single day in the game. So oh she, wow! She is like experienced every single day up to April of last year, I think it was, or this year. Sheesh. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> and then she wants to go through that all again because she wants to play the DLC. And I was like, oh okay, I didn't realize you wanted to play that. And I'm thinking she would be the kind of person that definitely, if they had some kind of like. $2, $4 a month. So whatever you want to do it per year, you know, 15 bucks per year subscription where they add just stupid crap in there. Should be like all for it. Like yeah. hey, Nintendo is Maybe such a strange people. company. Like, and I kind of mm. love it because of that. They're so incredibly unpredictable. Like even when they're sitting on a gold mine, they're just like, nah, <laughs> like we don't care. So I no. have, uh, sorry, there, there is a question from one of our listeners um, that is, what sort of hair gel does Sora use to maintain those spikes? <laughs> uses the uh, cloud special. Ah, there we there go. you go. And when, when not... you say it's one of our listeners, where are you reading this from? I made it up. Oh. <laughs> I, I just like, wanted to know. I was looking at the chat. I'm like, I can't see it anyway. <laughs> Look, on, in terms of, on the spectrum of JRPG protagonist hair spikes, mm. Sora's pretty low on that spectrum. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's a Disney we, should, we should do a tier list. We should do a tier list. Yes. Uh, Spiky hair tier list, making a note of that. But I, I wanted to uh, get your thoughts. And like, Swinny, we're probably going to have some other kind of wrap up on Smash, more thoughtful one, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But hmm. um, just any quick thoughts you had about Sakurai and Smash? Do you think he's going to helmet going forward? I don't, I don't think he'll helm another game. Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's brought on as a consultant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. You know, and that mm. makes sense. with Like, the fact that he works for his, himself, essentially his own company, that I think it's he's in a much stronger position to be able to say, look, I don't want to commit another... God knows how many years he's been working on mm. just Smash Ultimate alone. Um, you know, plus there's there'd be less pressure for him to you know he's not the head of the game at that point um and if the oh. game doesn't live up to what smash ultimate which ultimate look honestly smash ultimate's just been absolutely a magnif like just an absolute accomplishment um do he you, doesn't he doesn't you know he's not the face of it anymore do, do so. you think um do you think sakurai will look good with spiky hair like sora <laughs> does have that because his current haircut's a bit no, he's current hair, but he's had spikyish hair before. Has he? I've never seen one with spiky well, hair. I've always seen him with that sort of... <laughs> I don't even know what kind of haircut that is. It reminds me of the bucket hair haircut my parents used to give me when I was a kid, and then it would grow out a bit, and then I'd have to part it to the side so I could see. <laughs> I think we've officially jumped the shark in this segment. Just, just, just quickly, just to wrap it up. I mean, with Sakurai, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't even know he was working on Smash until Awada announced it like an E3, that, oh, yeah, we're making Smash for Wii U. And then he basically was contacted <laughs> afterwards going, oh, you're making that? <laughs> he's like, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> he goes, I'm done with it. I'm, like, finished after the last game. And he's like, no, 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 you're making it. <laughs> he's like, oh, all right, I'll do it. So yeah. he's almost been making Smash, because Smash 4, and, you know, I think you called it, like, a, oh, what did you call it, Swinny? I can't even remember at the time. It was, like, not a re remaster, but it was, like, Smash 4.5 or something like that. It's like it's built on the foundations of Smash Four. For sure, know. I agree with that. Now, I agree with that. I was a bit bitter when you said that, but um, you know, he he's been making Smash Four since about twenty twelve. Wow. So 
Like, and they'd never stopped. They didn't actually stop the development. So they went from Smash 4, Bayonetta, like the final DLC, then making Smash Ultimate. So he's almost been working on it for 10 years. Like, it's kind of terrible. <laughs> That's amazing, though, to, to work on a game for 10 years. Wow. And I, well, and I look then, at it. And, and then the three three Smash games before that, you know, yeah. alongside mm. Kitty Cruz and everything else he's worked on. So Yeah, I, I just, I really doubt he, I, I think he's pretty bitter about the Smash scene and the fans around it and... You know, he can't tweet about anything because if he tweets anything, people go nuts and go, oh, you know, Among Us are going to be in Smash because he's tweeting about Among Us. So <laughs> he actually posted a tweet the other day with Among Us in it. And he goes, and he literally wrote in Japanese, I can post this now because Smash is done and people aren't <laughs> going to think Among Us is in the game. And I was like, that's wow. kind of sad. <laughs> like, mm. That's kind of sad that he can't, in any interview or anything, mention games that he's playing. So He must have an alt account. <laughs> Just so he can say what he wants. Dunno, dunno. <laughs> yeah, it's called Harada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I saw a fun character, love Smash. You know, it's such an achievement. Hard to top it, like you know, it's always going to be distinct in the in this sort of series, no matter what they do from this point on. And I think maybe in a year's time or something, Swinney, we should come up with like, what would you do, or what should should Nintendo do, or what will Nintendo do with the next Smash game? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, cool. Maybe even two years time because it's going to be ages until the next Smash game. All right, well, let's jump into our final segment. Over to you, Swinney. All right, this is what I've been waiting for. So this week. Um, a game that I'd actually had my eye on got added to Game Pass, and so it was a good chance to jump in, and I got the feeling it was a game I could probably beat in a couple of days, and it was. And that game is Echo Generation, which is the new, uh, I guess it's like an adventure RPG from, uh, I believe they're called Coco Cucumber, who are mostly famous for a game called Riverbond, which also has, which has like a, a voxel um, art style, which this game also has. But this game is basically... So it came out Thursday. Um, and I mentioned Coco Cucumber. So they're a Canadian-based developer. And they... You can kind of like... I don't know. Like there's, there's something about this game that just feels very Canadian to me. I don't know how that that's a thing, but it just feels <laughs> Canadian. But anyway, I was keen to pick this up because they announced back in, I think, an Xbox showcase last year. And they, you know, had... a basically looks like Stranger Things mixed with Paper Mario. And that's probably an apt description overall of what this game is. But what I wasn't expecting was this game is also like a point-and-click adventure. So Mm. it's like, you know, where you're walking around grabbing key items and then figuring out where to use them or what characters to give them to. And unfortunately, it also brings some of the worst elements of point-and-click, the moments when you get stuck and you don't know what to do. But before I get into any of that stuff, um, this game, tone-wise, so I mentioned Stranger Things, it is very much, they say it's set in the 90s, but it feels like all the music is like John Carpenter 80s style, (laughs) and it's sci-fi, and it's definitely horror in a lot of ways. Like, this is not a game for kids, honestly. While it's got some funny moments, there's also some pretty disturbing moments. Like, there's some jump scares that are legitimately, like, pretty terrifying when you come across them. You're like, what the hell? That's unexpected. Um, so honestly, I wouldn't recommend this game for kids. Plus, its difficulty, which I'll get to a second, is pretty tough, I think. But I just want to talk about some of the really good stuff before I get into other stuff in a moment. Is This game is just absolutely gorgeous. Like, it just looks absolutely beautiful. I'm not a big fan of the character models themselves, but the environments. They've got like a diorama look to them. So when you mix the 
voxel voxels with the, that style that's like Link's Awakening and everything. You just get this really, really nice looking game. And its music is awesome. Like, as I mentioned Stranger Things before, anyone that knows the music in that, which is obviously taken from, you know, inspired by all the 80s, um, the music in this game is awesome as well. Um, and honestly, that's where my positives end for this oh, game. Dang <laughs> it, because it looks so good for Dude, me. Can like, I just say before you go, and I was like, oh, i got to check this game out. Is this same, a PC I game? Was on the edge of my seat. This looks really good. journey yeah. here, <laughs> I... Honestly, I'm. This game is just such a missed opportunity for me. Um, mm -hmm. It's like it had so many of the right pieces, but they just didn't fall in place. And the unfortunate part is that the reason why is it just had some of the worst design choices I've played in the game in a while for a game that had a lot of um, hope, you know, for a, lo a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. um, and it's such a shame because just it's a game I was looking forward to so much. So with, with that overall design, the overall... I haven't really described the overall flow of the game. So I mentioned it's like a point and click. You go around, find items, etc. The amount of times when I just got stuck in this game and didn't know where to go for like... Honestly, sometimes like hours, I'm like, I don't know what to do. There's no indication at all in the game of what your objective is. You know, a lot of games... It's not like I was wanting like a cursor. There's no map anyway, but it's not like I was wanting a waypoint or anything. But even a one-liner when you pause to say what your objective is or what the to progress, there's nothing. There's zero indication at all. You might talk to some NPCs. Like to give an example, I went into like the town area and came across these NPCs, your friends, and I'm like, okay, these are the important NPCs. It said, go to downtown. I'm like, okay. Then I went to the NPCs. You, you're trying to film, do this film together. They're talking about this film. Like, they're making, like, a homemade horror film. So I'm like, okay. They mentioned, oh, well, meet, meet us at the in the forest behind the pet cemetery. I'm like, okay, cool. I finally found how to get to the forest. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to trigger anything. Guess what? That never happens in the game. There's no film in the game. Like, they... <laughs> they give Play you this kind of objective and it's it's just Damn. like it doesn't happen <laughs> by the way thanks for that just in case i play the game no but the point he, he, is that it, it's just spoilers it, winning no the the idea the thing is that these it kind of tees up these things that just don't happen and you're thinking that's what you need to trigger so you're running around trying mm, to do stuff gotcha mm. i'm like okay i've got to figure out how to get the what it, how am i going to trigger this event in this forest to get them to come here and start the film it's just it doesn't happen. It's like I've got to go do something completely different and random. That, that's a fair point if that's the case because adventure games are based on some of that stuff. It, it really puts... If you put a, an idea in someone's head that never goes anywhere, it's the same as putting, I don't know, a loaded gun in a book that never gets used for anything. You know, you don't just don't mention it. It, it puts yeah. shit ideas in people's heads. Well, and it, I've seen that it... in books and it's very distracting and weird when you read a book and you're like, okay, so why the hell the did you mention out. that a few chapters ago if it never well, gets used? Well, that's Chekhov's gun, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's like if you put something there, it has to happen. That's what I thought you were going for. No, yeah. I like didn't forget the what the stuff. term for it is, but yeah. But so, and I actually was keen to see what the general, like, I was pretty far and I was getting really frustrated with this game and there's not much information out there as well at the mm. moment, at, when, at the time I was playing a like, day of release. And I checked out a couple of reviews and one of the reviews is like, oh, we really like this game, but we didn't know what to do. So we have to ask <laughs> the devs in the Discord about how to progress in the game. No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but you know, you know what? I'm going to play this because I like that challenge. 
So I was, re- I was reading something <laughs> similar just real quick about people getting stuck in, in Metroid. And, you know, stuck that's fair enough. Because I could, yeah, so... No. Be, because, yeah, because we take <clears> it for granted that we played some of the other games. You guys way more than I did. Can I pause and you, you? You can know I that you got to destroy split, can stuff. I, can I just pause you for a split second? Yes. I'll just get into the right Zoom level. So, Swinny. <laughs> Mike, don't listen to what Swinny and I get to say. Swinny, okay. it's just between me and you right now. Okay. Do you think there's a chance that Mike is going to mention what we mentioned last week on the show? And then we mentioned the week prior? <laughs> Maybe. What do you reckon? Give me a pros- pro- probability of the chance that he's going to do it. 60%. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. You're back yeah, in the conversation I, now. All I was going to say was... I know there's people that get stuck on those because they don't know they need to destroy blocks. What, what kind of blocks? Whatever blocks. Any blocks. Missile any blocks, bomb mind? blocks, any blocks. But any in mind that you're thinking of when you say Nothing that? specifically. Okay, no, okay. no, nothing <laughs> okay. at all. Just, just blocks in general, I'm just saying. <laughs> so some people don't know that. And I think it's... it's, it's <laughs> I, I, I want to play this now just to, just to really, really see right. if it's that bad and that well, esoteric that he can't figure it out. The thing is, right, the reason why I bring it up so much is that the rest of the game plays out like your Paper Mario or your Stick of Truth where you're walking around and you're fighting turn-based battles. Sometimes, most 90% of the time you see the enemies on screen, every now and then an area will have random encounters. You're like, why? That came out of nowhere, but whatever. The thing is, it's at odds with that. The mm. fact that like about five times in a game I got stuck not knowing what to, where to go. It's not like I knew that I had these key items that I could use somewhere, but it's like I just literally don't know where I'm actually, what the objective I'm doing right now. Um, but that's not the only show of the game. There's a couple of other random issues. So you have two party members and you can uh, get pets. So basically they're like a third party member, but they're a bit more scaled down in abilities. And you get like five different pets throughout the game and they've got cool abilities. But the problem is, no matter what your level is, when you find that pet, they start at level one every single time. So I'm sitting here and I'm like 80% of the way through the game and I find the last pet that looks like they've got cool abilities. But I'm not going to use that because they're level one. They've got like five health. Why would I not keep using the, the pet that I've been leveling up? And then randomly, I talked about like it's point and click adventure game, right? You could swap those pets in and out of your party randomly. I have to swap the pet into my party to trigger a, a something to happen in an event. And I'm like, the game gave no indication at all that that would even impact anything if you change party members. And it's just so frustrating. So they're the kind of things that I was just really saying that these design choices just really let the game down. But one of the biggest issues this game has is the difficulty. This is probably the worst part of the game simply because, okay, if you get stuck... By the time most people probably play this, there'll be guides out there, all there'll be solutions, right? So that's not, it's going to be a temporary thing for some people to get really frustrated. But the difficulty, like, I've played a lot of RPGs, right? No, mm. I think that's pretty <laughs> yeah. obvious. I've also played a lot of RPGs that play, like, Paper Mario. So yeah. you bug fables, stick a true. And, and, and I should say, because I can say this as your friend, also point-and-click stuff back in the day. Like, we're so old. Like, this is on the yeah, old school. That's true. You, you know, played Commodore 64. In saying, that, I, in saying that, point-and-click is not my strongest. But, but still, <laughs> compared to, like, the average um, Joe, you, you know your So, shit. but, the, right, so the battles play out the same. You know, your time button presses to attack and whatever's stronger to defend. That stuff's fine. Well, that's pretty easy. Just the difficulty, especially early on, is really brutal. Like, I actually had to grind in this game before the first boss for quite a while. Whoa. And I'm like... That's no, but it's like the thing is, there's only like four battles before you get to that boss. (laughs) 
it still feels like part of the tutorial. Like this isn't actually a major wow. issue of the game. That's crazy. I actually think they will patch this because mm. it is actually a really unbalanced game difficulty wise. And you get to there's a point of no return in this game where if you go in there you can't return, right? And the only and the last boss is past that point. If you haven't leveled up well enough or you've run out of items, you cannot return. There's no manual saves. There's zero manual saves in this game. <laughs> Damn, so you can It's just auto saves. That's it. You yeah, are literally you cannot return. You're stuck there. Wow. And you cannot like get stronger or Damn. get more items. You are at the last boss. And if you if you wanted to go back and explore the world cuz it's a it's not a big world, but it's like the whole thing is there's collectibles, there's mm. If you want to do that, well, you're shit out of luck. Fuck freaking, off. There's no manual save. It's like, well, freaking, that's it. Like, didn't get any achievements. I didn't get them all. And now I've got to do a freaking second playthrough if I want them. Like, wow. It's just so, get many, and Philip think so of this. many. No, but the point is there's so many easy things they could have done to make this game live up to its potential. Yeah. So I guess the, in summary. Those Canadians, man. In summary, fuck this beautiful piece of nostalgic <laughs> junk. This yes. game is a missed opportunity. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Can I can I get uh, the devs on uh, the show? And we yeah, can confront I would love them? to. Yeah, I'd oh, love to have them on the, the show. Please too. get the art and sound designers on the gameplay designers. No, I want I want the I want the the creator on this. Yeah, I want to see Swinny versus. I don't know. I literally don't know how anybody could have play tested this game, <clears> and then not said this game is too difficult. Like it's ridiculous. So in the early part of the game, it gets easier, but it's just. Missed opportunities. And, and let's also be clear to the audience: like, it's not like we're not against hard games. Like, we're probably three people out of sync with the rest of the industry who thinks every game games. should have an easy mode, mm. right? Like, I don't think any of us believe mm. in that. And and it's fairness, right? Um, in, in games, like you know, Dark Souls and stuff like that. But I, I I get what you're saying. It's sort of like you know, it doesn't. It's not as an extreme as this, but you know, with Monster Sanctuary, where the dev was like very belligerent with like the idea of not changing that game hmm. sort of going this is the way games were and everything like that and i get that but you know there, there are things that were poor in old games partly because they had no other way to do things they couldn't have a save function so they they built a whole game around that idea or they wanted you to play over and over again because mm. there wasn't much content. <laughs> you know, you could mm. otherwise you just breeze through it all in an hour and then that would be I'll the never end finish Lion King. I I do think they will patch this game to make mm. it more balanced. So that's that's I know they'd obviously they updated Monster Sanctuary, but I think that was after pressure. I think they will yeah, it was after do a that lot to of this. Yeah. And also they look, they the game's pretty forgiving if you die or respawn you back essentially at the last checkpoint pretty easily. And at any point if the battle's going sour you can just quit the main menu from the battle and just reload and you'll be in the same map. So that's forgiving in that regard. But just, yeah, as I mentioned before, so many design choices that ruined what is otherwise a really, really inspired game. So, yeah. Can I, can I ask, so is... Did they show you a warning before going to the last section? So they give you one thing that's like, are you sure you want to go in there? That's it. Not, yeah. you won't be able to continue, won't be able to come back. If you want, like most games are like, if you want to finish off any side quests or anything, not that there's really side quests so much in this game. It's more like just collectibles. Mm. Honestly, I sat there looking at it and I'm like, 
I'm going to go in here because I'm actually curious to know, is it going to lock me out? <laughs> it's not a super long game once you know, like, the point and click and the point yeah. and click. So it's not going to be a big slog to go through again for me, but it's like, it's not enough of a heads up either. Um, but mm. simply they could have remedied it by, like, they could auto do an auto save where just you can reload outside of that point of no return. So, yeah, I, I never anyway. understand that. Like, mm. that's, that's sort of... Uh, I just really cannot understand and understand the rationale of why you would design a game like that. Like if that's, I'd just treat it as a bug. I go, you or you can't code it in the right way that you should code it. I, mm. I don't know. I, it, you know, if you have save functionality in the game, then I just cannot understand why you'd push it past a point where people can't return. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me thankfully, from a design perspective. Yeah, thankfully a lot of that stuff. <laughs> can be fixed right mm. getting lost they could do a put a one-liner in the start menu that gives you major objective and stuff right this game could be could be good in a couple of months if they fix that stuff yeah no fair enough no good review i mean <laughs> i was actually looking at checking the game out but now i, I will check it out <laughs> he was I'm he's defiant. He's defiant. i am defiant i'm this is i'm going to support the canadians well i'll reach out to them if you don't mind Swinny. Probably not a good idea <laughs> after how I treated that no, game. Hang on, I, I, I actually think that, it, look, you may have sounded a bit critical of it, but this is this sounds to me like really, really valid feedback, if anything. It's, it's like that valid devs... feedback on air. Well, it's, as, in, as in, I hope they actually maybe, you know, listen to this because it'd be very, use, very useful, I think, to get this kind of feedback and improve the game. So... No, all... bring them on the show. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if they'd want to. And I don't. I don't Probably know. If, you know. Obviously, Swinney would be comfortable with that. But all I right, think let's, let's it'd be not really even good if they, if they hear this and they actually made some of those changes because they all sound like pretty freaking annoying things. I think they'll get that feedback pretty soon from the rest of the internet. Honestly. See, the other so, part hmm. for me is I'm interested in, like, is this intentional? Like, because I do think some devs intentionally put things in games because they want to make it like that's what it was of its time or, you know, we want to make it frustrating for the player or whatever. Hmm. Like, that's why I'm almost fascinated yeah. to know. I mean, would, is I was that an intentional thing? I was flabbergasted where the third battle of the game, I was like, I need to go back and fight, refight all those two enemies that I've yeah. fought previously multiple times. I was just like, this cannot be it. Have I missed something? Mm, <laughs> that, wow. it, look, that's why I think it's interesting. I think it would be interesting if they spoke to you because you're like, I've played so many RPGs. It's like, if anyone knows like the tropes and ups and downs of just that as a genre, it's like, this is a worldwide expert here. And you're just like, I don't get this. This is not fun. This is not challenging me. This is not like, you, get the same, you are not you get, entertaining me. You get the same feedback from playtesters. I just don't understand. Like, maybe yeah, they didn't get well, it wasn't playtested. Obviously, it was in some capacity. I want to know. Anyway, no, great, great review. Like, good feedback. Uh, Yeah, we'll see how we go. Like, yeah, I'm interested. Um, Now I'm going to be interested in Mike's playing it. And I don't know how this is possible, but Mike throughout the show has become less and less red. (laughs) He's literally almost like the same color as us as pink. but anyway, that's that's the end of that review, and that's the end of the show for this week, boys. Uh, next week is Halloween. I don't know if you guys realize. Ooh. I will it's be also... trick or treating, trick or treating. Sorry, I should okay. say with my but... my children. So we'll see how that goes. We're gonna do it before it gets dark, yeah. so we can still. I have record. an idea. I have yeah. an idea. Yeah. I'll say it now. I might as well because I just came, I came up with it now. <laughs> Who's up for 
playing one. You can pick whichever one you want, and we'll do a quick review. One horror game. I just played one. In the next. <laughs> Not a horrible one. game. A horror no, game. No, it is a horror I game. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, you got to do another one for this week. How, how do you feel about that? <laughs> All right, we'll see, we'll see. I just also want to shout out, I forgot to put in that there is a PlayStation State of Play next week. So we'll, hopefully there'll be some news to come out of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should live stream it. It's only 20 minutes. It's only like yeah, 8 a.m. in the morning. I'm not on the which day? On the work day. Which day, it's like sorry? Wednesday or something. Thursday, I, I think it is. Australian Thursday. Time. Thursday yeah. would be perfect. Cool. Thursday at a.m. You and I, Mike. I am... I mean, do a live stream before work. <laughs> it's two. It's twenty minutes. Yeah. Just jump on. Boom. Oh, it's twenty minutes. I thought it was like an hour. No, they said it's twenty minutes. They already Even said an it's hour. Minutes. It's still before work. Technically. I don't think it's going to be very good because they said it's third party games. <laughs> well, maybe it's that 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 game that we kept talking about that our game. Yeah, that game. Mm, that I have game. no idea what game you're talking you about. Know, the, the game. One, the abandoned. one abandoned. It could be abandoned. The ones the devs are getting death threats about. It could be abandoned. It could be abandoned. That's the one. It could be abandoned. Have to have to see it now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna to either that play trailer app bullcrap. <laughs> did that ever actually get a trailer on there? <laughs> no, not that. No, I it saw. was a teaser. Didn't you know about what happened? I think it was in no, the hiatus. Did they ever actually release the teaser? No, they, no, no, they they released the trailer app, and then people finally got it, and it was a teaser for another trailer. But has that come yet? No. Oh my god. No date for it yet. <laughs> That's trolling, I reckon. By, oh, by this one thing, point. one thing. Sorry, I forgot to mention about uh, Ica Generation is um, it runs really nice in HDR. So, Mike, <laughs> I like the one. Make thing... sure, make sure you get the most out of this. That you could have, you could have, like, you could have bookended your review with that instead of going to hear that because it's not going to get clipped. <laughs> no, I just remembered it. it. Was I was just like, I just need to tell Mike that he's going to play it. I forget. Uh, okay. so I'm, I'm going to play Luigi's Roger. Mansion Three. Or... It's not a horror game. Uh, yeah, it is. What are you talking about? No, it isn't. Or, or, and I can't believe we missed this. Resident Evil Four VR on Oculus okay, is out. That, that, that it's is, already out, it's and people out, are saying yes. it's amazing. Yes. So I'm going to see if I can counts. borrow. I think the that Oculus. one totally counts. I like yes. how you're going to play the VR version before the normal version. The normal one. Yeah. Well, I was always going to play the I'm Wii version, cool, yeah. so that's kind of not the normal version either, <laughs> okay, right? Okay, so, fair enough. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to see if I can borrow the Oculus Quest and then I'll get that game. And, you know, Mike, as the mega VR fan that you are, you know, you're always up to date with VR. It's going to take over the world and everything like that. You didn't even know this game was out. Well, I'm going to be playing Echo Generation again anyway, so that'll be my game. Oh, okay. Second playthrough. Well, now oh, no. I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's awesome. I, well, you, you need to figure out what game you're playing now. Maybe you should stream it, Mike. If I'm going to play a proper horror scared? game. And scared? I'm talking about... So so on Game Pass is a new one that just came out. Um, I'm talking what? about like Amnesia. You know, those kind of horror games. Yeah, games I don't like. To Resident play. Evil Village. Yeah, play oh. that. Yeah. All we got to right, play beautiful. this kind of horror game. You can play three games for us and then just review them all. Well, I've already said I'm going to play one of these two I horror games. need a light underneath me. Oh, this is the longest outro. All right. <laughs> all right, we better say goodbye. With that, bye-bye. Catch you later. Bye.